Hello and welcome to Dealer's Choice. As always, uh, I am joined by, or oh, my name's Alex, and I'm joined by Morgan and Zach. How are we going, guys? Good, good, good. Yeah. Although uh, last time, I know it's not in release order, but last time that Morgan and I did this, Zach was absent. Uh, yeah, that it was wasn't, a sad it day. Very, it was a very sad day, and part of me sad that he's back, but uh, also glad that he's back at the same time. So welcome back. I know for listeners, they will have already heard that episode and now uh, the ribbing that Zach took for his absence. That was a pretty bang on. I watched that movie after that episode and I really wish I'd been there for that episode because fuck, that movie was so far up my alley. We were watching it and I was like, oh, Zach would have loved it. I, I, I did. I loved it. It was really, really good. And um, you talked about uh, Hello, Can I Help You, I think is the movie or... Oh, sorry to bother you. Sorry about you, thank you. And I've seen that movie, and yes, that movie is absolutely talking about all the same shit. Mm. <laughs> so, fuck, I was so... Anyway, apologies. It's your episode, Nosh. No, that's fine. <laughs> and uh, this week, I decided to go away from that highbrow shit, and we're just actually going to dive straight in to a film that's as old as we are, uh, 1994's Speed, directed by Jean de Bont and starring uh, Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, and Dennis Hopper. And so, Morgan, I'm always a man of my word. I uh, alluded to on the True Romance episode that I was going to bring you a Dennis Hopper film, and boy, did I bring you a Dennis yep. Hopper film. You are, Yeah, you kept your word. I'll give you that. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Thank you for reminding me of my word. Uh, but I did follow it up. Uh, so, I guess, uh, what's this film about? Who wants to tell me? Bust, go fast, if slow, die. <laughs> oh, sorry, if, if slow, boom. Yeah, if slow, boom, yeah. Boom. Bus fast, full people, slow boom. Had everyone seen this movie before at some point? No, I've heard about Speed a lot and I've seen like references to Speed all over the place. I've never seen it. Um, But yeah, it was really good, honestly. I really enjoyed it. Parodied. I can't even <laughs> say the word. It's been made a parody of in uh, in The Simpsons. You know, Homer yeah. goes, "Oh, the film with the bus that doesn't slow down." <laughs> yeah, I saw it when I was young, but I'm glad I, I finally got around to rewatching it. Oh, absolutely, mm. I've seen like references to it in so many places, and a lot of people have said it's it's really good. Uh, and this is one of the few movies that I've had hype for that did meet up to the hype. Like it was really really enjoyable watching. No, none of the shit I'd seen ruined any of it. Uh, like all the twists that have been revealed didn't ruin the enjoyment of seeing a really well put together movie. So it was nice. Hmm. Hmm. So I guess let's talk about why I wanted you to watch uh, Speed to start off with. At the moment. Well, there's that. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for a film that knows exactly what it is and executes really well to that premise. And uh, I think Speed really knows what it is. Uh, Jean de Bont was cinematographer on Die Hard and then came across and directed this uh, film. Uh, it was also the start of like Sandra Bullock's career. It was sort of the film that got her noticed as well. Uh, Keanu showed the limits of probably Keanu's acting, but uh, that's not a hit of I'll take, I'll, take, I'll fight you on this. He's, he, he nails everything they want him to do. He's exactly. 100% delivering what they were asking of him. Which is a good actor. Yeah, exactly. And Keanu pulled a Tom Cruise and did the vast majority of his own stunt work in this film as well. And I just think it's a really fun time. Uh, I've tried to show my brother this film and he absolutely despises it. He just goes, this is this is stupid. I don't like it. And so I kind of want to show it to you just to make sure I'm not insane uh, <laughs> by me liking it. Uh, 
as well. No, it's a good. I it's a good movie. It's got a fun concept and uh, some good cast. It's quite enjoyable, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I think I might understand what your brother's talking about because it's it is a really good movie. It is just like I think if you're approaching it from like, is this vaguely based in reality? Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> none of the not, way no. they none of the way any of the cops in this story handle the situation is what I, I would hope an actual cop does. <laughs> but if it's a, if you're watching a movie, it's a great movie. Like yeah. <laughs> so I guess we've sort of already touched on this a little bit, but let's 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 just talk about first impressions going in or you know, some, maybe some good things, maybe some bad things. Let's let's just uh, get the get the ball rolling. I just want to say that. So I watched this when I was younger, and I, I had distinct memories of stuff. I had zero memory of the entire. It kind of jumps you straight in, and I had zero memory of this entire opening scene. And um, one thing I, re- I really liked that opening scene, like I feel like in any modern movie, that would be a very quick scene and like it just kind of sets them up. But I feel like that they really kind of stretched that scene out and gave you like a lot more meat. And I really appreciated that. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is just them on their day-to-day job. It obviously grows out bigger than that, but it wasn't just a quick one-and-done scene to be like, hey, this is who they are. This is what they do. There was a bit of extra to dive into, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, oh, it's still going, and I'm getting a lot out of it still, which was cool. It goes for pretty much 20 minutes, Yeah, that that well, first opening it's a scene. Pretty long movie. That might come out later, but it's like a two-hour movie. So, yeah, the, that starting scene goes for a very long time, and it's, like, good because it establishes mm. characters for the bad and characters for the good really, really well. And it also gives you, like, you know, our, our protagonist has certain tools in his arsenal. It takes some of those tools away straight away, um, which is good. Uh, and it also establishes that he's quite smart, that he's reckless and doesn't care about civilians as much as he maybe should. Stuff like that. It's Shoot good. the civilian. <laughs> take, the take, it out of the, take it out of the equation. Um, and they give me a medal and you shot me, you prick. Anyway, uh... Those opening credits, though, my God. Oh, they go on, don't they? <laughs> oh. 30 floors of that building. Yeah, Dumb. that was a choice. It was so long, and it was just going down an elevator shaft, and I was just like, oh, boy. For for a movie called Speed about a bus, it's it's just a lot. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but then as soon as it gets into it, it gets into it really well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, you you have to endure the 30 floors, and then when you get to the basement, it's like, oh, Right away, let's you know you know this guy's uh, not pulling his punches, the villain of the piece. But um, apparently, a little bit of trivia for you guys: that the director on the set of Die Hard, when they were going up to film there, because he was cinematographer on Die Hard, actually got trapped in an elevator himself yeah. and had to climb out the roof of the elevator, and they had to open the doors for him, and he climbed out that way. And so he remembered that feeling of being trapped in an elevator and goes, let's make this 10 times worse and put this into my new movie, Speed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that from, like, the way the people trapped in the elevator react because there's, like, a variety. There's some people who are, like, brave, some people who are, they think of everyone else in the elevator, but some people who just don't care and they're like, oh, why are you interrupting my day? Some people who are terrified. Yeah, it was... That's something I actually quite liked about a lot of the civilians in all the scenes mm. is that there's a little bit of time to just give them something, some little bit of character. Yeah, it was a cast really of nice. characters for sure. It wasn't just like a generic, like, oh, one guy giving him some trouble. It was like these are all distinct people who have their own motivations mm. and things and like, like the weird tourist guy who just has some baffling moments. Cameron, yes. <laughs> Cameron yes, Cameron is from uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Ferris Bueller's day that's off. right. That's why I recognised him. Yep. <laughs> I've 
I've already seen the airport. <laughs> Bloody the criminal on the bus. This is a bit of a spoiler. The criminal on the bus. I thought. I thought for a while. I was like, oh, that's Django Fett, and I don't think that is. I was just like, <laughs> it, no, it is. It is not Tamara Morrison. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but there is a guy from West Wing in there. Nosh, did you see him? Were you the one who watched? What? Who's watched West Wing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which one? Toby's in this. Is he? He's the train driver who gets shot. <laughs> I didn't pick that one, though. Oh, there I'm you sorry, go. I, was like, I know that face. <laughs> like, uh, where is that face from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I guess what I really liked about this film as well is, you're right, Morgan, that, that is quite an extended sequence, that opening sequence. But equally, there's the, quite an extended sequence after the bus has been dealt with. Um yeah. And there's quite an extended back end to the film as well. And so I think people think this film is, you know, oh, the bus that can't slow down or otherwise it explodes. And it is that. But it does have those two sort of bookends that sort of may surprise people if they're watching it for the first time. Yeah. It makes all forms of mass transportation. Yeah. Planes, trains and automobiles. Somewhat... <laughs> it does seem like one of those five-act movies rather than a three-act movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I fucking love that. I like the soundtrack quite a lot. That was mm. on my like specifically the moment where I really liked is when uh, Keanu is in is first chasing the bus and it's got this like weird like thriller with the keys the key the keyboard on it and it was just very I really enjoyed that specific bit of music like a lot it was very there's cool. like a restrained synth to it yeah. that's like very nineties it's very cool I liked yeah, it a lot nineties yeah yeah that was I think that was one of my big pos- positives was that soundtrack was. Very good, very fitting. And then there's that real 90s song over the closing credits, which I feel like I haven't looked this up, but I feel like it might have been written exactly for the film because it's all, it's like, it like mentions speed quite a bit and like, you know, can't slow down. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But he's a very 90s vibe. I was like, oof, uh, okay. But Zach, uh, I feel like we haven't heard a lot from okay, uh, yeah. you. Let's get too faffy. I think the story elements in this, like, are very clear, but also really, really good. Like, there's, like, a couple conversations that Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves have about the bad guy, where she's like, I don't believe that he's just in it for the money. There's got to be something else going on. And you get sort of, like, snippets that he was like, this is spoilers, but, I mean, it's fucking, it's speed. Go watch speed. It's fun. I like it. It's good. You'll have a good time watching it. (laughs) Um, The bad guy is, like, a kind of forgotten police uh, former police person, so mm-hmm. he got injured, then he got he, he became retired, and I don't know that it's explicitly stated, but it just seems like he got angry and pissed off that everyone forgot about him and he got such a raw deal. And so it is about the money, but it's about the money because everyone just kind of like dumped him off to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really good villain. I really fucking like him, but I'm sure like you've got stuff to say about that, Alex. I, I think that's probably why you <laughs> like a lot of the. I think I've ta- I heard you talk about him as a villain in the past so I think I'll leave that to you but I like a lot of the movies signposting about information we need to pick up on is so not just fucking spoon feeding it's really good mm-hmm. uh, like I think specifically one part that I think will make it really clear is that in the very starting part uh, of the movie when the uh, there's a bomb on an elevator and it blows up the cable that connects the elevator to the actual machine Mm-hmm. there's just like a little cut to the brakes slowing down and that's a really good action shot because it's it's kind of mechanical it's an interesting shot for someone who has maybe never seen how an elevator works mm. and it also just conveys like you instantly understand what the fuck is going on and you know like you're not an idiot you know that those are brakes but it's cool to watch elevator brakes because I doubt you've ever seen get the, the chance to brakes, see them yeah. work in mm-hmm. real time and I thought that's like it does 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 seem to put effort 
into all of these little things, but never treats you dumb, which I'm sure we've said this a hundred times, and I'm sure anyone who goes to a movie and has heard that phrase picks up on it a lot. Mm. Really nice when a movie will treat you like you understand what the fuck is going on in the world around you. Uh, that yeah. makes characters better. It makes the movie better. And then you feel kind of you feel kind of like good if you've worked out a mystery or something. But that's not what this movie is. I'm just saying that's the benefit of not like treating your audience like shit. Mm. And even little things do come back later on. Like I know we talked about, you know, shoot the hostage. Mm-hmm. Like that moment is reflected later on in the yep. back end of the film when that is taken away from the central character because you go, oh, right, I know how this guy operates, how he thinks. Yeah. And then the yeah. villain sort of thwarts that to around, yes. really target him in particular. So I yeah, think actually, that plays around quite nicely in the way the film's written. I didn't think about that, actually. Yeah, no, I see exactly what you're talking about. I didn't, didn't realise that uh, mirroring, mm. how the villain has recognised what our protagonist will do in a certain situation so he changes the situation to suit his that's yeah sorry oh, that's good so it, you know it it's not i wouldn't call this okay i would kind of call this a dumb action film but at the same time it, it is well plotted in the sense that there are callbacks that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be callbacks um there is one throwaway line about wildcat and you just think oh that could be a kooky turn of phrase but no yeah, it sort of yeah. comes back later yeah. on our protagonist is not an idiot. That's great. No. That's a really great point. And neither the is thing, the villain either. The thing that's lacking from the protagonist is probably more like his emotion. <laughs> like he just has no emotions. Like there's a scene, sorry about this, this is spoilers. There's a scene where a bus blows up next to him and he goes to he goes to save people because it's like, you know, he's still a good person. But he walks away from him, he's just like, oh poo. <laughs> oh damn. Oh no. Oh, oh, well. oh. <laughs> And I was like laughing really. I was like, that's very funny. But he's still a good guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a few issues like that. Um, but with Dennis Hopper, and you were talking about it before, his villain. Yeah, he's not a stupid villain, but I still f- kind of find that he sort of goes into that sort of cartoonish sort of vibe at times. Um, there's one moment there where he's standing in a doorway, cackles to himself whilst fully standing, and then runs away. And yes. then it's like, yeah, okay, this is a little bit cartoonish. Yeah, I was, that's the thing is like the villain is like, and I, I was fine with it. I was like, yeah, this is fine. But I'm like, I can imagine some people might not be okay with like how ham he is and like just how yeah. like classic <laughs> villain, like he's like cackling and running around. And then like, but it's, it's, then you get the performances where he's at home watching it and talking to himself and it's actually mm. really good. And it's like, he's like, oh, nice one, Jack. Like all this shit. And it's like, I actually really like what he's doing that. It's just kind of, yeah, that helps his character. But then there's like a moment where it's like, oh, that was a bit much, but okay. Yeah. You wonder what the direction was like. It's like, Dennis, you just, you just cut loose here and then we'll go real subdued in the, in the home <laughs> scene. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I did write down a few of the villain's lines because I think some of the scripting was particularly uh, funny. Oh, uh, there's uh, one line I've got. That, yeah, go, go, go. Uh, right at the end, there is a scene that happens with Keanu Reeves and he, he gets into the train and Sandra Bullock. This is, this is like, I almost think it's a callback to Commando <laughs> given the exact nature of the way he says the line. Is Sandra Bullock says to him, what happened to so-and-so? And he just goes, he lost his head. And I was just like, yeah, no, good work. That, that needed to be in this movie. It had to exist, so well mm. done. Mm. I wouldn't mm. be shocked if Janderbond had some some tie to Commando, because I think Commando was the movie that that director made before Die Hard. So I wouldn't be shocked if Janderbond was involved with that. But it was it's possible. incredibly I don't know. 
Arnie style line. Like it, it just in a good way, in a really good way. I was like, fuck yeah, well done, good work. Uh, but sorry, go with your. No, no I, I've got uh, don't fuck with daddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was so funny. I write that down. Uh, interactive TV, Jack. Way for the future. <laughs> Don't fuck with that. He's not a father. <laughs> no, he's not. Do not attempt to grow a brain. <laughs> is my personal favorite. One of my on, personal Morgan. favorites was poor people are crazy. I'm eccentric. Oh, my God. Yeah. I really oh. like that. I didn't understand that at all. I'm like, what was your point? <laughs> I don't understand. Because he's got all the money now. He's he's not. I know. He's not... I know. Oh, it's crazy. Then there's just like yeah, the just some of the lines written without like the the. I've already seen the airport, and then yeah. one right at the start where um oh, yeah. the elevator blows up and um they've caught it on the chain, and then like everyone at the, but then it cuts to everyone at the bottom. And it's like what now? It's like it's like what is it? Uh, usually they fall down now. It's like does this yeah. happen often? <laughs> like it's, it's like you, this guy, this is what happens normally. He's, he looks like he's like the manager uh, of the, the the building yeah. manager or the facilities manager, and he just does not care that a group of people is going to die. <laughs> he's just like, huh, the elevator should have crashed. Yeah. They, they should all be dead, dead by now. He's <laughs> uh, also got? like, why does this movie hate Bob? <laughs> yeah, I wrote <laughs> poor Bob. Out, Bob. <laughs> I was like, lay off Bob. Bob's just trying to have a, have a rough day at work. I also love, like, oh, you don't need to press it again. He goes, shut up. <laughs> just like, just, he's, he clearly had it so much from this one dude. What button did you press? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, some of the lines some of the lines in writing is like, I don't think any of it detracts from the movie. It just enhances the experience. Yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. Another, another favourite I've got is here. How are you feeling? Like I've been shot. Yeah. <laughs> It's oh, yeah. really good. I, I fucking who was that? That was Jeffrey. Jeff uh, Daniels, wasn't it? Jeff Daniels. I love Jeff Daniels in this movie because Jeff Daniels and Keanu Reeves, they don't exactly have chemistry. A lot of it just seems like Jeff Daniels hates Keanu Reeves, but they're <laughs> friends. And it's a really interesting. Like I don't think I've seen that in a movie. And it was so funny to watch because everything Jeff Daniels said to Keanu Reeves is just like you're an idiot, and Keanu Reeves is just like. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and it was very funny. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Daniels' character is interesting, and then like spoilers, like yeah, that I feel like there's there's a, like a brief moment where where he has where Keanu oh. has a breakdown, but then it's just never addressed again. It's <laughs> like yeah, all right, yeah. okay, no time to grieve. It's fine. The situation is now there's like 13 civilians on that bus. Yeah. I'll grieve Man, later. Got to speed past those emotions, dude. Mm, yeah. So we did there. Very very nice. If you had to pick one big negative, we'll start with you, Alex, because it's your choice. But what, what, what would you be your detracting factor from this movie? A big negative is I don't necessarily think I bought the romance between mm-hmm. Keanu and mm-hmm. Sandra um, Bullock there. I liked them. I liked them just chatting and having a bit like, mm. did they need to push that extra bit? And then they're lying. They're literally like lying, hugging on the ground for so long. And the boss mm-hmm. comes up. It's like, hi, nice to meet you. So, hey, meet my girlfriend. It's, it was so weird. <laughs> it was that very was weird. Bit, yeah. yeah. Even Keanu the line, though, relationships. Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just saying Keanu was a bit of a creeper. That was the scene where he's taking a vest off her and he just does it in such a weird, like, sexually charged way. <laughs> I'm like, that's not the energy for this scene, my man. <laughs> like, yeah, there's chemistry between you two, but damn. <laughs> oh, funny. Even um, that line at the end there where it's like uh, relationships built on ex- uh, dangerous situations don't last. Uh, or we'll just have to base it on sex then. And I'm just like, well, I, okay. Yanni was like a fucking 
sex like back then a hundred percent he was a fucking uh pretty boy who the ladies loved so i don't know what why I, I don't necessarily think that was like a misplaced you know thing i think that was just like i don't know if it was him from everything we know about keanu reeves i don't i don't think he would have said i need to be saying this in this scene but i can see why the director would be like yeah he's you know he's eye candy he needs to be saying this certain shit mm. although it is five years before the matrix so yeah, that's well. after point really break. attractive. It's after Point Break, but before The Matrix, so it's um, like... Not to get into what we've been watching, but I recently rewatched The Matrix. He is not attractive in The Matrix. <laughs> no. no one is attractive in The Matrix. They've really no, leaned no into one. that androgynous thing and shaved heads and stuff. Lawrence Fish, but... <laughs> you, know, you know what? I'll accept that. Yeah, I'm going to allow it. Lawrence Fishburne just has an energy about him. <laughs> but no, yeah, Keanu definitely definitely looking good in this movie. Sandra Bullock, I quite enjoyed in this movie as well a lot. Um, she she seemed to handle the situation very well, but uh, I quite enjoyed her. She was quite, I don't know, just fun to watch. And I was like, man, I, w- I want to be friends with that that lady. She seems cool. I think Sandy B has gotten pie on everyone wanting to be her friend for very very <laughs> a very long time, and I don't like it. I don't like that she gets a lot of awards for. Just an okay job. <laughs> Speaking of awards, guys, Speed did win two Academy Awards. And we know that means you think it's good. <laughs> Sorry. That's not right. What did it win? One for fastest bus yeah. on screen? Yeah, that was... Uh, no, no. It won for best uh, sound one. effects Spot? editing and just best sound. Oh, yeah, the sound is really nice in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the props just, like... All of the guns are so clean and nice looking. Like, yeah, it's LAPD. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I would like to think they're taking good care of their guns. <laughs> yeah. You. Yeah. Okay. This is like what a couple <laughs> years after the riots. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, that's that's like a Hollywood thing, less than a, a, a police thing. It's. I, I would also say like, the actual. There doesn't seem to be any procedure that the police are actually following. Like, they're trying to defuse the bus, but they haven't got other people at the same time looking for the... the oh, they do, but, like, the, the bad guy. Mm. There should be, like, an entire task force that comes in and goes, we need to find this motherfucker while you guys deal with the bomb. But I understand that in a movie, you need to have a set amount of characters, and if you balloon it out too much, it just becomes ridiculous. Um, Jeff so effectively fair. does both those. Jeff, yes, yes. Um, He's like, I'll talk Keanu how to do it, and I'll also find the guy. Yeah, I do think it's funny that he has a very clear disability, and he still chooses to be first in the door. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought that was odd. I'm like, I feel like they would have made him stay in the car at least, and then do a do a sweep after. It was was, that was an odd choice. That's a bit... He's the bomb guy. He's the only one they've got. <laughs> like, he needs to be in there to do the sweep. It's not, because the team that they're in is 40 people. <laughs> He's the only one. The, half of them are on the trailer that is running next to the bus at one point. They're all standing there just going, come on. We, we, come here. Uh, yeah, this is a question. Are they SWAT? Are they specifically there to defuse? Are they the bomb defusal squad? Are they just regular I get the impression they're SWAT, and then they've got the bomb diffusers on their team, like the special force, like Specioso. Yeah, and like yeah, each unit has like one person who's like the bomb guy. That's my impression. I don't know. That's fair enough. Fair enough. And you know, Keanu got the day off, uh, the rest of the day off after his day that he experienced there on the bus and then the train. 
So maybe it's just, I don't know. I don't know how that plays into the structure of it. Maybe they should have given Jeff the day <laughs> So I just want to get it. So the, they, thwart, they thwart this thing at the start, which mm-hmm. um, the villain offhandedly mentioned was two years in the planning, which yep. I... Having looked at it, I don't think it needed that much planning. Also, didn't it didn't you know go to plan? And then he very quickly just jumped decides to get a vendetta against these two cops whilst also enacting another plan. He and it's like that plan effectively almost worked better than the original one, and he didn't spend two years on it. So I don't know, just yeah. a lot, just a lot of his decisions. I feel like he could have just you know just go to the bus straight up, man. He does his best work under pressure, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That that actually kind of seemed like he seemed pretty well characterized because he's obviously a very intelligent person, but he's hampered by his like need to rub it in the faces of other people, and he, so he's like constantly underestimating Keanu Reeves, and he's constantly like reminding them, "I've thought of everything. Don't you dare do this. Don't do that. I've got to remind you that I'm in control here." I thought that was pretty well, like, really well established in a way that wasn't just, like, someone saying, he is an aggressive man who is in control and he feels inadequate. <laughs> then no one's, like, just, just <laughs> says that. Nothing else to add there, Zach? You seem like you want to say something. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of other bad <laughs> shit. I don't know. I just had an enjoyable time watching this movie. It's a good <laughs> movie. Um, yeah. I think I th- I'm pretty brutal that the bad guy gets beheaded. Like, that's that's a brutal way to go. <laughs> It is a brutal way to go. But not really, because it's very clearly just a mannequin. Like, like I feel like if it was these days, there would be some effects. But that's the thing is, though, is like, I feel like they wouldn't do that these days. (laughs) They wouldn't, they wouldn't just be like, boop, head gone. Like, unless it's like a Deadpool movie or some shit. Like, Mm. I was like, I was like, for like, just a standard action movie, that's pretty, it's pretty wild, you know? Even the old uh, stab into the ear. And uh, yeah, and the first scene was. In the first scene, I was like, oof, yep, you know, this This is not a kid's movie. Uh, That's right a off very the... funny way to establish the villain as well, as someone who will just blatantly murder. Nothing personal. <laughs> like, not even as, like, he could have explained to the guy, I've got a work order, I'm here. Like, he seems smarter. He could have bullshit his way, but he's like, no, nah, it's easier to just to kill this person. Mm. So, like, I understand that his plan is to hold, take people hostage. But that's very different to just killing someone. And I know, like, that needs to establish he doesn't care if he kills people. But it seemed like a really funny escalation to me. (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you could have knocked the guy out and tied him up. But obviously he's the villain. You need to show that he... I don't know. If you knock him out and tie him up, you can show later on that he's willing to kill people. You can can have someone... Yeah, anyway, doesn't matter. Well, you know, for two years in the planning... You didn't anticipate that someone might come down and ask, oh, where's your work order? I don't know. Why not just create a work order? You clearly can <laughs> get in there without order. permission. Why not get in there, break the elevator, and then get them to call you in? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't plan it for two years. Maybe no. there are all other kinds of problems. Yeah. Involved, How we, we can't possibly know the circumstances. <laughs> Maybe you just wanted to kill the guy. I don't know. Maybe you planned to kill him all along. Unlike that red stop sign, it would have gone over our heads. <laughs> the only thing is, I, this movie is I enjoyed the entire time. The love story is a bit forced, and that made the ending weird because the, the 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 ending is like kind of last shot. It's like just them making out in the tra- and then everyone is just watching them and smiling and clap. It was that I feel Video like that camera. ending. I was like, couldn't we have just cut to like a news report or something? I don't know. Just this, I'm not, I'm not happy to leave it there, and that's where it ends. I'm like. Okay, I enjoyed the experience, though. Whatever. Just <laughs> questionable choice at the ending, you know? 
It's yeah. Hollywood, baby. And it was the nineties. I know it was like we can't have the we can't have these two here and not do a romance. Whereas now it's like we you know what we don't need to put romance into movies. We finally got to that point. But in the nineties, they were still like, no, there needs to be romance in there. My, yeah, you get to get people into the seats. They go, they don't have to watch unless they can picture themselves making out with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I want to so be Sandra. So, so much so that Keanu didn't come back for the sequel. Yeah, but Sandra did. Uh, so, <laughs> she, do, do they pretend that he's the same person? Yep. They oh. just completely recast <laughs> really? him. Really? Yeah. Have you seen Speed 2? Is it worth watching? No, it's really bad. Like, really bad. Like, they really plummet it. Same Jan director. Jan Devon. Fuck it up. It's Jan Devon again. Uh, Willem yeah. Dafoe's in it. Yeah. Yeah, but this is like 90s Dafoe. 90s Dafoe was not. Like, when you say Willem Dafoe now, Willem Dafoe has a lot of clout now. Back then, <laughs> Back no. in the 90s, he had, like, what, Boondock Saints? What else Maybe did it's he... not the same character. I don't know. It's got a different Having name. A look now. I'm going to send you a, a photo name. from the IMDb that I think makes it worth watching. Just a second. <laughs> <laughs> Any final other thoughts on the movie, Alex or Zach? Anything you want to mention? I, I, I think people should check it out. It's on Disney Plus now, so, you know, good time is, to go check yes. it out. I'm grateful. I, I wish it wasn't as long as it was, but you know, like fucking everything we watch is too long. <laughs> That's fine. No, but you've got uh, all the I, time I, in the world, Zach. What are you complaining about? Maybe I'm going to watch Speed Two Cruise Control. <laughs> it's <laughs> essentially in... the same premise, but on a boat. No, no, I'd have watched if that was a picture from Jaws. I'd watch that movie, but fuck, I haven't watched Deep Blue Sea in a while. <laughs> I should watch Deep Blue Sea. That movie's fun. You guys have seen that yet? No. <laughs> I have not. You'd love you can I think bring that, it on I the show. Uh, yes, uh, oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, so good, so good. There's a chef that fights a shark. Jesus, this looks like a time. Thank you for finally making me rewatch Speed, Alex. I've been meaning to. That's all right. You know, it's it's one of those childhood films that I uh, watch as an early teenager. Yeah, it's a kid's movie. That I really enjoyed. Uh, and now coming back to it, I still enjoy it. So my tastes have not changed. Mm-hmm, I still mm-hmm. have quality taste. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Let's get into the part of the episode now where we all talk about what we've been watching. It might be a bit extensive because it's been a while and there's a lot we got to talk about, guys. There's a, there's a lot I want to talk about with you. So uh, who would like to go first? Who would like to share their watch list? Look, mine's not crazy. I can't remember half the... It's, it's been months. I genuinely can't remember half the shit I've watched in that time. The only interesting stuff I've watched is I've finished watching season five or whatever we've gotten up to for season five of My Hero Academia which I don't think either of you will care about, but it's still pretty good. So that's, that's you know, actually really impressive that My Hero Academia has gone five seasons as being that big an anime and is still really good. Uh, Nosh, you might like that I've, I think, oh, it talks about it a little bit, but I've been watching original Star Trek and I mm-hmm. think I've watched some original Star Trek, but I haven't sat down and watched it just in a big bulk all from the beginning. And I'm really shocked how much I enjoy it, how much I just find it so... Nice. And also, original Star Trek is almost just not sci-fi. It's magic. It has so little science. <laughs> Half the episodes are they rock up to a planet and, oh, my God, there is a literal god or a witch. Yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> that's, 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 like, so much of it. There's a, there's an episode there where they meet the Greek god Apollo, legitimately meet mm-hmm. the Greek god Apollo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is still fine. <laughs> Um, it's still pretty fun to watch. And then I like, I think about TNG and TNG is like so much more, like it's still got all that, you know, weird science Mm -hmm. magic, 
it tries so much more to be like, yeah, but this is like a weird alien species and shit like that. Yes. Or there would be some explanations that that god influenced Earth society in such yeah, a way yeah. that, you know, we, we called him Apollo and then he left Earth and then, you know, yeah. There would have been some sort of explanation. It sounds there. too much like Stargate, though. So it's a bit Stargate, yeah. Uh, well, Stargate would have taken that from Star Trek, then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. But the, the very funny thing I find about Star Trek is they'll encounter like robot AI occasionally, and every time their their strategy to beat the robot AI is Kirk will spout some logic at it that makes it think it needs to blow itself up. And it goes, that is correct. I need to blow myself up. <laughs> it's the best. It's so fun. Uh, but, like, Shatner is amazing as an actor. Like, everyone else. Uh, I think maybe McCoy I really like. Oh, what's uh, DeForest Kelly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's really fun to watch. Uh, but Kirk is just, like, he's sold to a lot of people as this womanizing, flagrant roughhouser. And he's really not. He's, like, an old-school... Ahab type captain, like he's he's yeah. always uh, concerned about his crew. He's trying to be a uh, like a kind of World War Two ish fighter pilot captain dude. Mm. Uh, and I think it's like eight episodes in before he gets to meet a woman who he allows himself to like make out with. Before that, it's just like I have no interest. I can't. I'm a ship's captain. I can't be involved with women. It's not. It's not in my rights. And it's a it's an abuse of my power. It's mm, really mm. impressive. And uh, then I'm I'm willing to let that happen uh, later on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Zach, there is the old uh, nerd argument that uh, lights up the internet uh, or even pre-internet. Uh, you mm. know, who would you rather have as your captain? As my captain. Uh, Kirk uh, or Picard? Probably Kirk. Picard would have me killed uh, for less reason than Kirk. But that's that's the like I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying like on a base value thing, Picard. Not that he doesn't value human life. It's just that he understands that sometimes you gotta kill people, and Kirk goes, "No, I'm gonna try and stop that as hard as I possibly can." He, he resists yes. that. Yeah. But maybe not Kirk because Kirk is so willing to interfere with alien species, and Picard Picard's is like, a bit like um, perhaps we shouldn't uh... anti-evolutionary. Oh, it's very funny. Um, I also watched the Van Helsing movie. The OG. Love that movie. So fucking fun. It's a great movie. Richard Roxburgh, Hugh Jackman. This is maybe something that I need someone to, like, tell me I'm not insane. Because everyone I talk to goes, oh, yeah, that's a shit movie. I love it. I don't know that it's a bad movie. I don't know why people branded as a shit movie. I think maybe it's just because it's an action I think the movie. only thing that would make it bad is that it's a bit dated and the effects don't look great, but that's that no reason for good. it to be a bad movie. It's a good movie. The effects are this really good mix of practical, and, and the CG is bad, fair enough, mm. but the practical is amazing and really cool. And it, I still think it's really fucking fun and cool, and I think everybody in it does a really good job. Yeah, Richard Roxburgh nails that it's Dracula. He's so fun to watch as Dracula. I think it's one of those things where it was critically panned upon release and that that sort of enduring yeah. idea of it being shit has just sort of endured and people haven't gone back and actually watched it or again and reflect. everyone's bitter like me because they set up this world and all this lore and then never gave us any follow-up. <laughs> <The lore laughs> Maybe that's so it, good. yeah. The idea that 
that like Van Helsing's been all around Europe killing monsters, but he's never fought a vampire because vampires yeah. are from Transylvania only. It's and that right. potentially he might be the angel Gabriel, the right hand of God. And it's like, we'll get into that later. And it's like, no, you won't. But he doesn't have any angel powers. He's just a dude. Yeah, it's... There's just so, so much there, much and it's like, time. I love it. Why did you give me this if you're not going to do anything? And now, like, a secondary protagonist, the princess of the gypsies, her, the best part about her is her, like, she's, like, really uh, acrobatic, but she has to be because she keeps getting thrown into trees and shit and getting, like, hit in the face, and then she's like, okay, now I've got to flip and land on my feet, otherwise I'm just dead. It's so fun. Anyway, uh, that's my rant about <laughs> Van Helsing. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's a great movie, and I want people to appreciate it for what it is. <laughs> um, I think I also went and watched Tenant again, because I think it got released on did, Netflix. Yes. I watched it again, and I still think it's a good movie. Um, oh, and actually, this is related to Speed. Mm. I think it's a good movie because it took the time to crash a real plane into something, <laughs> which is something the Speed did. Yes. And I really, I still find that really impressive. Um, I watched Zach, the movie. It was a freight. It was a freight plane. So yes. there was nobody no on it. On no board. people were harmed no in speed. Harmed. No people were harmed. God. That's wrong. Well, except for yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I watched a movie called U.S. Marshals, which is from the same time area mm-hmm. with Tommy Lee Jones and uh, your boy See, Robert Downey Jr. Morgan. Yeah, I've heard of U.S. Marshals. I haven't watched it though. And it was fucking tip top. And part of the reason it was tip top is that it crashes a plane. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a fucking sick set. It was really cool. I really want that to come back in movies as they use actual planes to crash into shit. Because, like, I was thinking about the Avengers and how, like, nothing that blows up or crashes in that movie has kind of any impact, you know? Well, it's I think all, like, Nolan yeah. seems to be doing this, though. Because yeah. I'm thinking, like, Dark Knight Rises, that IMAX sequence where they chop the plane, like, in half. He's cool. Mid-air. Like, but they actually did, like, that was yes. actually, you know... Or even Mission Impossible, where Tom Cruise is literally hanging on the outside of that plane as it takes off. Like, you, you, want there's something that. added there when you know that it's real and that it's, they've actually done it. Yeah, I, like yeah, specifically related to the Avengers, all that action is really cool because it's characters you've known for 20-ish years. Mm. But if it was just another Marvel movie, none of that action means anything, so I don't care about it. Doctor Strange was really cool visual effects, but it didn't mean anything when buildings slammed into each other. Mm. But yeah, when you go see the newest Mission Impossible, I'm definitely going to go see the newest Mission Impossible because I know something practical is going to fucking blow up. And it's yes. cool. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's my further rant about Van Helsing. <laughs> 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 and I believe that ends what I've been watching. Sorry for taking so I know I said I, I hadn't watched much, but I clearly remembered all the shit that I'd watched. Just watched uh, a lot. Morgan, Alex, what have you? Alex, would you like to go? Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll pick out the highlights. Because uh, it has been a while since we've actually recorded together, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm just scrolling through. I watched Bo Burnham's Inside. Yeah, about time. Uh, yeah, which cool. uh, you two recommended to me. Did you have a bit of a cry? It was it really hit harder than what I thought it was going to. Like the the songs are really catchy, and I've been listening to them on Spotify as I've been working. Uh, some of them anyway, and uh, you know it sort of disarms you. I think the songs. Mm. A little bit, because, you know, some of them are quite upbeat. And uh, so Jeff Bezos' uh, song, uh, and you go, that's funny. And then you step back and you think about it, and it's like, oh, actually, there's actually this really sombre undertone to it. So, yeah, it really, it really, um, I really liked it, but uh, it really did hit me um, at the same time. 
I watched uh, Blood Red Sky on Netflix, which is a uh, vampire on a plane film. Oh, yeah. It's a German vampire on a plane film. A German vampire on a plane film. Interesting. mm, Which I didn't mind. It's a stupid thing. It it reminded me a little bit of Train to Busan in the (laughs) sense that it's contained to a particular location. Although the the monsters have physics that don't make sense in this movie as well. Okay, cool. (laughs) You just don't like zombie films. You just don't like I don't like zombie films because they don't Uh, fucking work. Um so that that's that's an interesting one. I have been watching um Ted Lasso. Lasso. Mm, Lasso. I've been meaning to watch that. It's on Apple Plus. I've got a free trial and I've been watching that. Um so it's about things. it's about an American uh football coach coming over and coaching a British soccer team and he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh Jason Sudeikis plays the coach and I just find it really uh heartwarming and oh, it's cool. it's really nice and light and funny and yeah i quite like that and on friday the 13th i watched friday the 13th the very first original one um it's an interesting little film Uh, you can see how it's influenced a lot of others but i don't know if it would work quite as well if it was released today uh i guess it is the original friday yeah the very first original friday Friday the 13th Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it was good and there was a plot twist in there which i won't spoil for listeners all i will say is it is spoiled in the opening scene of scream so if you've seen scream you know the twist in the original Isn't friday the 13th fascinating film. the way the french the direction the franchise for friday the 13th took considering that first movie considering yeah. the entire point of that first movie mm-hmm. it's so interesting <laughs> i'm just like what did off. they do uh uh i watch what else did i watch i watch infinite on uh, Paramount Plus. That's the new, not Matt Damon, the Warburg movie, yeah? Warburg one about their reincarnated people with hundreds of years of, you know. And uh, Ch- Chittaway Elgifor's in it as well. Looking, mm-hmm. I did not recognise him when I first saw the trailer. Yeah, bald head. Yeah. Um, I think it gives that film a miss. Um, I think it's got an interesting premise, the idea. There's this one actual really nice relationship in the film where they've loved each other over many different lifetimes. And when one of them dies, the other one will go to Cambodia, where they first met in their very first life. Oh, and nice. so they'll, they'll, they'll wait meet up. They'll wait for them at that particular at moment. And I go, that's really nice. I want to see that film. I don't yeah. want to see Mark Wahlberg <laughs> drive a motorcycle onto a, a wing of a plane, which you talk about physics. I was just like, oh, boy, there's some physics in that film that I'm just like, no, thank you. Is um, Dylan O'Brien in it much? No. No? No. Not worth he's, it. He's Mark. Warburg's earlier life. Oh, boring. <laughs> Did you watch that Black Mirror ripoff that Prime, or like the Black Black Mirror kind of spinoff that Prime had? Because that's that's a lot of that. It's that sci-fi love romance stuff. Mm. Uh, if you like that one story in there, it sounds like you bought it bad. I think I recommended it last time, but so much to fucking watch. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit. And the other thing I watched, oh, I've started watching, is Nine Perfect Strangers. I've watched the first two episodes, and then I told Alana she can watch it without me. I'm not into it. No, you're not into it. It's 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 a vibe. Um, have you seen Have you seen Big Little Lies? Yeah, it's better. Big Little, Big Little Lies, Lies is, is way much better. better. So much better. And something I'm going to talk about. Um, if you you should probably check no, out. I'm done. Check out the White Lotus instead. Um, okay. It is that new. It is a new HBO show that's got one season. We just finished the other day. Very similar vibe to Nine Perfect mm-hmm. Strangers, but much better satirical drama. Very, very good. I reckon. I reckon you might get might, might get a kick out of um, mm. White Lotus. It's very good. 
Um, but yeah, if I, let me know how you go with Nine Perfect Strangers. I after the first two episodes, I wasn't vibing it. So no, it takes a little while to get going, and then you wonder, is it worth it after it did? I don't know. I read that Nicole Kidman didn't break character the entire shoot. Yeah, I heard that and as I'm well. Just like that's the sort of pretentious, uh, you know, method acting Nicole, that we Nicole, all love. Please don't do that. <laughs> All right, let me run through everything I've been watching. So, um, so one one thing I watched, uh, one of our friends been on the show. He made us watch Top Gun. Jake, he uh, lent me See No Evil, Hear No Evil, which is a bit of an odd movie. It's very fun. Gene Wilder and I forget. Oh yeah, that movie's fucking awesome. But it's essentially uh, Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder. Richard Pryor. So essentially, one of them is blind and the other one is deaf, and they both witness a murder. And then have to like, there's all these hijinks and shoe and stuff. It's <laughs> it's a fun concept. And then there's like a twist at the end that I thought was quite funny. So Jake, if you're listening, thank you. But yeah, that's a fun uh, classic movie that uh, I need to give back to him. Actually, now that I mention it. <laughs> um, and then uh, so we were going. We've been trying to check out a. We've been hyping on Florence Pugh as is everyone. So uh, we watched, sat down and watched Midsummer. Um, oh yes. Which was yeah, very confronting, visually mm. very pretty. Um, actually, yeah, people seem to be kind of air on it. I quite liked it. I thought, you know, it was nice. It was pretty visually very, very uh, interesting. I think that was mainly the focus was the visuals with all this other stuff going through it. But yeah, uh, man, I enjoyed Midsummer. Why, why not? I wonder if people were... I think it was because the of... expectations were hereditary. so high. Yeah, because it's... Hereditary made expectations so astronomical that it was yeah. like, yeah. That's exactly it. A lot of people were expecting Hereditary again and it didn't hit that mark. And so people no. were like, well, it's not that great. Which... I understand. Mm, yeah. I don't necessarily agree, but I understand no. why people say that. <laughs> um, so next, so uh, I've spoken about this before, but I, there's a reason. So I rewatched uh, Ford v Ferrari, which is a fun movie. It's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But we rewatched that because we have been watched. We're all caught up now, and there's a current season being filmed because they're competing at the moment. We watched all of Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix, which is oh, yes. a phenomenal show. I never cared about Formula One. I am so invested now. The politics, the your teammate is your worst enemy, the, oh, I might not have a job, I need to get picked up. It is a fascinating show. Um, I I could, there's a race on today, actually. Um, I could be watching it if I want. I feel like the way they edit it in the show and they construct all these narratives because they're filming everything and they put a narrative together, it's such mm. a pleasing thing to watch. And I'm like, I know all these characters now that are actually real people. It's, I don't know, very into it. And it's been getting a lot of buzz lately. But yeah, and now I'm super into Formula One. I'm like here on the radio. It's like, oh, Bottas had a crash. I'm like, oh, not Bottas. I love Bottas. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's very interesting because, yeah, because there can only be 14 of them. So if they stop being good and new, they might bring a, someone young up or they, and then they might drop to another team, which will impact someone else. Politically, very interesting. And um, mm. especially last season was interesting because of COVID and stuff. So that was a wild ride. But yeah, so I'm into Formula One now. That happened. And yeah. that led to rewatching Ford v Ferrari. Uh, we finally, so because of Star, we were watching a bunch of stuff. We finally got around to watching The Favorite, which was ah yeah yeah. I, I wasn't it like I, nothing about it seemed to appeal to me, but fuck that was good. And um, I don't I know I've spoken to you guys about this, but I couldn't I could never play. But um, Nicholas Holt in The Favorite, he is mm. very similar to how he, the character he plays in The Great as well, which is like they're very similar. Yeah, yeah. so I was like, oh, that's like I was. It's, I'm just watching Nicholas Holt from The Great, which is wild. But no, that was fun. Uh, cool. Uh, the in, the Olympics happened, so we rewatched Cool Runnings. That is a classic. <laughs> Check that out. 
And um, when we first went into lockdown, we were depressed, so we premiere accessed Jungle Cruise. Oh, no. Um, and you know what? That's a fun movie. Parts, it's like Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean meets National Treasure meets... There's another one I could... But yeah, it's it's a fun movie. Jungle Cruise is good fun. Check it out. Is it a bit like the new Jumanji? Yeah, that's it. Like yeah, the, I was like, it's the Pirates of the Caribbean, like Jumanji, and um, National Treasure vibes, like, all the way through. And Okay. Yeah, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson's doing all those sort of movies, Jumanji and Jungle Cruise and stuff. Um, this one, I don't know if any of you have seen it. Probably didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, the Suicide Squad. No, I didn't. I have oh, seen I that. Too, and then we went to lockdown. I, really I won't spoil it. I'll just say um, hopefully we can get out soon so you guys can go and check it out. Um, and then we can I talk about it. I was going to go fucking see that the night of the fucking lockdown. Mm, mm. <laughs> so I was so yeah. mad I didn't. I was so mad I didn't. I was so upset. Yeah, so that uh, that's something for you guys to look forward to. We'll get into that later. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Um, I quite <laughs> That was a movie Alana wanted to watch. I was like, okay. And then like, very charming. Quite liked it. Very good. Uh, Oscar winner, Alex. So you must love it, I'm sure. Don't love every Oscar winner. <laughs> um, went on a bit of a... <laughs> we watched Fantastic Mr. Fox. I hadn't seen that before. That was a good Beautiful movie. Beautiful animation. Yeah. Beautiful it's animation. So and fun. George Clooney is doing a great job in that movie. I mean, he's just himself, but you know. One of my favorite George Clooney's because it's just like so well put together and he gets to be very, very expressive, but also it's, I love that movie so much. That was, I love, I've been, I've been on a bit of Wes Anderson binge lately, so a lot of fun times there. Uh, rewatched Hot Fuzz. That was, oh, I've watched that movie in years and I was like, oh, it, it's kind of like that. It's like, oh, I, I'm, I know it, but actually revisiting it, I'm like, oh, I forgot how good it was and it's very familiar. And um, because I've also been watching a lot of um, Line of Duty, it was quite refreshing yes. to have like a completely different look at a police, uh, uh, England police. Because like, so for, we've been watching about a season of Line of Duty every weekend for the last couple of weeks. And this is the first weekend we haven't because I needed a break. <laughs> like, I'm at the point where I'm almost like there's too much corruption. And I'm like, this is too much. No one, everyone's corrupt. So what's the, what's the point? <laughs> We've this got five and reality show. <laughs> we've got five and six to go, so we've watched four okay. seasons, okay. and I've heard six goes pretty off the tracks. It does go a bit wild, yeah. Can I, can I ask real quick? Is the corruption in Line of Duty is that like the wire levels of corruption? Is that what we're talking? It's a different kind of corruption because oh, it's a British because it's a British <laughs> it's a British show, so it's sort of yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. each season follows like a specific instance of corruption. Um, but no, that is a fun show. So I've been watching that. We watched Chris Cruella because um, oh. that's finally free on Disney+. Plus. Visually I very cool. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you paid for it. It was not worth the money. No, it was not. Um, visually very stunning, but it's just like some of the stuff they add is like, you don't need that. You don't need to to give us the backstory to that. She can just want to make a fur coat out of Dalmatians. That's fine. <laughs> that's You don't have to spe- like give us too much of that info. Those Dalmatians, they can be a bit pushy. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Joke for people who've seen the film. Uh, we watched the Pistorius documentary on Prime about um, oh, yeah. Oscar Pistorius, the Paralympian who shot his girlfriend. Uh, very mm-hmm. interesting. And you know what? I, I From what I'd heard, I was like, oh, yeah. But it's that has muddied the waters, and I honestly don't know how I feel about that anymore. So that was nice instead of them, you know, kind of – pushing me further down or changing my mind. It kind of just made it seem probably what it really is, which is like, we just don't know. Which is mm. a documentary you doesn't normally take a stance like that. They're normally like, we think this. So that was that yeah. was nice of them, I guess. Um, just a couple of TV shows. Dr. Death on Stan about... Um, oh, I've Rich seen that too. Dunk. Did you yep. enjoy that? I thought it was quite good. I quite liked it. I didn't like how it, it seemed to jump around in time a little bit too mm. much. 
uh, for my liking. But other than that, I, I quite liked it. Do you want me to be really hipstery? Yeah. <laughs> I listened to the podcast like two years oh. ago. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Podcast is fantastic. I don't know about the show. It was it was fine. Like I wasn't like super into it, but I enjoyed it, and I just wanted to know how it ended. And like, because it is kind of crazy when you think about like they just let him get away with it. Like that's the crazy part, and you want to see how much they let him get away with. Um, new season of Brooklyn Nine Nine's out. We've mm-hmm. watched the first season of Miracle Workers, starting Miracle Workers. That's a fun show. Um, White Lotus, as I mentioned, doing a rewatch of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm watching so much fucking content. Um, the other thing, the last thing I really want to talk about though, is called Reservation Dogs. I don't know if either of you have heard uh, yeah, of this. I've heard of it. It's yeah. the new show created by Taika Waititi and Sterling Harjo. It's about um, life on an Indian reservation in America. Um, and it is, there's only like three or four episodes out now, but I, I really like it. Um, apparently it's doing like, like the, it's doing very well, like within that culture, like they appreciate, I think like, you know, it would like one person who's a native Maori and, um, and the other one is a, I'm pretty sure he's a native American. So it's very, very cool. Um, bit of a comedy, a bit lighthearted, but also has all these deep connections to the culture. Um, mm-hmm. and right. it's on a, it's FX. So it's like, if you like, um, it's probably not like as wacky as what we do in the shadows, but it's some of the same team working on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that one is definitely worth checking out. Cool. There we go. I'm sorry. I've just been watching so much and I wanted to talk about a lot of it. So <laughs> if there's that it, no one else has any other things they want to talk about this week. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Alex. Thank you for uh, speeding us through uh, another movie this week. Um, talking movies. What? Guest. Do we have a guest? Yeah. Next so next step, next time we'll be back, we'll be back with a guest. So that's exciting. Oh, something exciting. Who knows what it could be? Something left field or whatever. But yeah. So um, that's something to look forward to. Uh, until then, thank you for listening. Check out our Instagram, uh, Spike Trap, and uh, yeah, thank catch you on the bus. <laughs> on the bus that can't slow down. <laughs>